If you are all about weddings, love wedding stories, want to hear about how they met, what the proposal was like, how the wedding went, then this is the show for you. We also talk with professionals and they share advice to help you make your wedding amazing. Thanks for joining us. Let's go. Today we are going to talk about what to do right after you get engaged. You got engaged, now what? What in the world do I do next? And that's a big question because it seems like such an overwhelming thing to think about what it is that you do first. And the key to that beginning is going to be communication of what what do we want? What do we even want this wedding to look like? Maybe your fiance and you don't want the same things. So having that open conversation from the beginning is going to be the first key. And we're going to talk today with Mary Baird Wilcock, and she is amazing at making things simple. So she is going to be our expert today discussing that very beginning, some steps that you can take to kickstart your plans in a terrific way that's going to set you up for success. So there's so much to talk about. Where do we start, Mary? Well, gosh, I mean, there is so much to planning a wedding. Um, Mm. I started my company, The Simplifiers, way, 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 way back when in 2003. And actually, way, way, way back when, The Simplifiers were wedding planners. We were event producers. Um, And we were really known in the marketplace as specializing in non-traditional events. So our brides and grooms, they were getting married in warehouses and barns, mansions, and even, I dare say, an underground cave. Um, So like those are our people, right? Like the ones that want something totally different. Um, And for us, you know, being a simplifier is somebody who can break things down in simple, simple ways. Mm -hmm. And we, uh, as their wedding planner, walking alongside couples and planning their one big day, you know, that's what they rely on us is to be able to break this all down. Because let's face it, you guys, if you're planning a wedding right now, you're probably spending more money than you ever have in your entire life for five hours of your life, which is scary, right? So yeah, I hope that we can kind of dive into talking about money and budgets and vision and all of that stuff um, and make it less scary. And ultimately, what I really want for all your listeners today, after they listen to this episode, you know, bring the fun back into planning. That's really important. Absolutely. And take in all of those moments as well, because before you know it, the whole night will fly by. And you really oh want my to, gosh! Yeah, totally. To... It's you know, it's crazy. So yes, I hope to share my expertise. I am an open book. Ask away. Okay, great. So, what is the first thing a couple should do when they get engaged? They get engaged. So now what? Okay, great. So this is um, really where the the, the genesis happens. Um, a lot of times, couples get engaged and then they announce it on social media, and then it's like okay, well now what? Um, and the first step to making it legit beyond, you know, simply the ring and, and, you know, putting a photo on Instagram, the first things first is setting a date, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, I don't know about you if we're not talking about wedding planning, but if you've got a major project, like, I don't know, you want to remodel your kitchen or you want to save up to go to a big vacation. What you do is you set a date, right? By this day, we're going to accomplish this, this, and this. So once you've got a date set that that's really the very, very first step um, in all of this. And, you know, of course, finding, uh, setting the date means finding the right venue that matches your vision. So I should back up and say that step zero <laughs> mm-hmm. is 
what I call the top five conversation. And here's how this works. Um, first and foremost, uh, you and your fiance go somewhere where it's neutral ground, right? Um, and maybe if, you know, a bottle of wine is your thing, bring that with you. Go have a picnic in the park, someplace that you can connect with your partner uh, one-to-one and have a conversation. And so how this works, and by the way, uh, I should be very clear. If your parents are paying for the wedding, they do not get to be part of this conversation at this juncture. Um, if you're not, if they're not paying for the wedding, all bets are off. It's all you guys, right? Um, so right, you're at uh, your favorite park. You are, imagine, set the scene. You've got a picnic blanket down. You got a nice bottle of rosé, maybe some strawberries and things, whatever. What's your thing? And here's what I want you to ask each other. And this is a very simple question. The question is this. What are the top five most important details for you for this wedding? Either things that you see in your mind's eye or how you want to feel on the day. And it's really, really, really important that both people have a voice in this and are heard and listened to. Because a lot of times, stereotypically, the bride's got a vision. She's been thinking about it for years and years and years. And, you know, the guy kind of goes along with the ride. But really, it's so important, in my opinion, that both people vocalize it and say it out loud to each other. And so what we found, it's so funny, like when we were doing um, first, you know, meetings with our clients and also prospective clients, we would walk them through this process and coach them through it. And we say, okay, so tell me what are the top five most important details, things you either see in your mind or how you want to feel. So, you know, we'd hear couples say, um, the bride would say, oh, I really, uh, I hope that we can break bread with family and friends. So I imagine these long dining tables and kind of, you know, family style feeding and, and food and all of that, that's really important to me. Or the ceremony is very intimate and beautiful and, and all, you know, only surrounded by my family and friends. Or the dress, the dress is so important. Or the flowers, I see calla lilies and Dan, you know, like dahlias dripping from the ceiling. Okay, whatever. It's your vision. You get to choose these things. There's no right or wrong to this, right? And then you ask the same question to her partner. And, you know, stereotypically, we'd hear sometimes, well, first shock because no one's ever asked them that question. But then second, they say, well, yeah, um, I just want it to be a really great party. I want the dance floor hopping. I want uh, a nice open bar so I can have all my buddies there. I want her to not be stressed out and freaked out the day of the wedding. You know, so you start peeling it back and you start to see, oh, okay. And when both parties are listening, you might be really surprised at what the other person says, where you thought she was really, uh, you know, the, the dress and the cake and the da, 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 da was most important, but she, actually she just revealed, you know what, the ceremony is really important or connecting with, uh, you know, my family and friends over, you know, breaking bread together. Like you might go, oh, I, I didn't know that was a, an important detail. And once you guys start to come together, then you start to see where are the, where's the alignment uh, in what each of you guys said. So if both of you guys said, oh, we want to rock in a uh, dance party in the reception and, you know, the, the dance floor hop in the whole night, then that tells me as a wedding planner, okay, music's important. Get a great band or get a great DJ. Um, have a big enough 
dance floor so that everybody can be on it all at the same time. Um, or if they say, you know, other details that you go, okay, well, it sounds like decor is not important to you guys. You know, it's okay if it's a little bit simpler and DIY and, and all of that. And so then you start to get this shared mindset together, a shared vision, which is really, really important. Yes. Having this conversation in the beginning is really key because you may surprise each other with things you didn't know the other one wanted. Well, yeah. And you know, if, if either party says, well, I don't really know, you know, no one's ever asked me that. And we've had couples, I mean, literally we've planned hundreds of weddings over the years, you know, last 14 years, gosh, crazy amounts. Um, and we've had couples of all shapes and sizes, you know, I've heard, certainly had grooms who did all the planning and the bride just literally showed up the day of. So everybody's different. Yeah. Um, but I think it's important to, to have that as your very, very first step to come together on that shared vision, you know, as a couple. Right. And once you know and you share that, the vision is out there. Now you have an awareness of each other when you're going to make those decisions. Aha. Yes. And then that's the, also the other key is that once you've said that, and you know, I'm, I'm a visual learner, so I, I like to write things down because, you know, sometimes I also have goldfish brain. So, or <laughs> I think about something and then seven minutes later, I completely forget. So write it down. And so you guys can see, okay, um, her top five is this, her top five is that. Okay, great. We pull it together. We look at it. Where's the alignment? Where is it completely a disconnect and have that conversation. But then the flip side, the the second part to this conversation is what are the top five details you don't want to have at your wedding? So a lot of people, when they're getting engaged, it's kind of like their family and friends are also in wedding season as well. So they've probably gone to a ton of weddings recently and they're like, oh my God, if I see another chicken and waffles bar, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> or you know, if I see, I definitely don't want that DJ at my wedding or, you know, just details. And again, take that time, each person individually and be playful and fun with it and say, oh, I definitely don't want the Macarena or the dollar dance or blah, 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 blah at the wedding either. Yes. And sometimes it's even more important to say the things that you don't want, the things that will displease you. You know, so many things are middle of the road, whether it's blue or pink, it, maybe it doesn't matter to you, but there's yeah. going to be certain things you do not want to have at your wedding, whether it's music or a specific food. Well, so then that becomes clarity. Simplicity is clarity. And I'm sure anybody that's in the throes of planning their wedding right now, there is no shortage of stuff that you can buy right now <laughs> for your wedding. Go to Etsy and just type in wedding into the search bar and you'll see all the stuff, oh, yeah. right? So my opinion personally is mm -hmm. you shouldn't have to take out a second mortgage to afford your wedding. That's first and foremost role tenant um, for all of our clients in the past. Um, you know, and I'm a big believer that you guys have to come together on a number for your budget that feels right for each of you. Now, for some couples, that might be $30,000. Some couples, that might be $300,000. You know, that part is irrelevant to me. As long as you both come together um, and, and agree that this is our number, this is what we're sticking with, and this is what's most important. So, you're asking yourself as you're listening to this going, well, yeah, Mary, that sounds great, but how about when I don't know what stuff costs? So how do I know what number is my number? Yeah. Well, here's the bottom line here. This is my personal opinion. 
Side note, the simplifiers no longer plans weddings, so please don't call us for this help. But find yourself a professional wedding planner. Like, I cannot tell you, a really professional, qualified, certified planner is going to be your guide. They are going to be your person that's going to walk alongside you throughout the planning process, that's going to share and teach you and share with you how much stuff costs and when you're totally overspending or when you need to consider investing a little bit more to get a better quality photographer, venue, caterer, you name it. Um, and that's really important because when you go into planning a wedding without a planner, in my opinion, you're doing it blind. Um, and you're at the whims of the vendors that are giving you quotes to just trust that that's the running price for that thing in your city. So that's, I mean, my very first recommendation honestly, is find a professional wedding planner who is certified um, and is legit. Not somebody who just does it for fun on a hobby, you know, and is a Craigslist wedding planner. Like find somebody who this is their business and, and that's what they do. I do hear a lot of horror stories about wedding planners because anybody who's organizational feels like they oh can do gosh. it. Oh my gosh. I mean, well, think about it. The barrier of entry is so low. All you literally need is a website and some business cards and boom, you're a wedding planner because you planned your cousin Sally's wedding, right? But the truth is, is, you know, you can tell who's a pro and who isn't by simply asking, you know, like asking the venues go, you visit, hey, who are some great wedding planners that you recommend in the market? Talk to the photographers. Um, they will certainly have an opinion on that. Because here's the big thing to think about as a wedding planner. A wedding planner is not your best friend. They are a project manager. And a project manager is somebody who keeps things under budget on time and minimizes the stress as much as possible. That's what you need. Totally. And that's the truth right there because I've seen wedding planners that stress out the bride getting in the way rather than being of service. Oh my gosh. Totally. And what's the point in that? Like that's not keeping it simple. No, not at all. <laughs> A bride needs to make sure she has an experienced professional right. that has done this before. <laughs> but even more so than the experience is that your personality and that the way that this person approaches things is something that suits you. That's very important. Totally. Yeah. Because if that person's aggressive, mm. that might put you off. Or if that person's way too laid back and you want things done yesterday, yeah. you have to have that blend with each other. Very good point. I find that wedding planners tend to fall into one of four personality types. There is the best friend. There is the big sister. There is the project manager. And then there is the mom like the, the surrogate mom. And, you know, it's totally fine. One of those four is, is going to fit your personality and your style. I personally think the project manager one is usually the strongest um, and not a taskmaster. That's a very different person altogether, like a drill sergeant who's got the clipboard and is like, oh my God, you're three oh. minutes late to cutting the cake. <laughs> like, that's not the girl. Like, oh my gosh. So oh, I have to be honest. That really drives me crazy because it just stifles the flow and the energy and the natural process process of the whole wedding when somebody's saying, oh, we were supposed to do this I at 722 you. and this at 723 and 724 and the party's stopping because there's a time on a clipboard. You have to let the natural flow of things happen and hiring somebody that understands what that means. Totally. 
Well, I mean, and this is good for anybody that is in the wedding industry listening to this podcast as well. Like we as um, event planners, you know, we are very detail oriented, but you know, the simplifiers from day one, we, we talk about ourselves as being undercover superheroes. And what that means is undercover means we fade into the background. We are not the girl with the clipboard standing over their shoulder, like saying, oh my gosh, it's two minutes late. You know, like we fade into the background so that everything is flowing easy and simply the day of. But yeah, I mean, when you're interviewing um, planners, make sure to ask them what their style is on the day of, because you want somebody who's kind of like an undercover superhero, somebody who's going to swoop in when something goes wrong. And honestly, you don't even know that's happening. You are sitting, getting your nails done, drinking a glass of bubbly, you know, things are happening behind the scenes and your planner is taking care of it. Like that's yeah. the solid gold person that you want on your team. Absolutely. So, yeah. Somebody that doesn't get in the way, that knows exactly how to be of service to you and also anticipates your totally. next move, which is great as a bride. And the other thing I wanted to touch upon is when you were saying things about the cost of yep. vendors. So with that, it's going to be different in all different parts of the world. A DJ is going to cost different in New York than it will in the UK, than it will in Texas. So totally. the best way to go about that, and I don't want people to be overwhelmed if you don't have an event planner, because you can do this by yourself, is to go online and make a post to your friends. Hey, who did you use? People will be happy to rave about somebody that they loved and somebody that they worked with that was really terrific. So you can make a post who you, what photographer did you use in New Jersey? What band did you use in New Jersey or whatever state that you live in? And you will be surprised how many people will chime in there. In addition to that, you want to make sure you meet the person that you're going to be working with before you hire them. So if you go to a bridal planning company, they may have 20 planners, but you don't know that person. You want to make sure that you meet that person and make sure that you really kick it off. Same thing goes with photography. You may go and there's 20 different photo albums, 20 different photographers. You want to make sure you meet that person so that person brings out the best in you on the best day of your life. If you're uncomfortable with the photographer and the photographer makes you feel timid, you are not going to have the best pictures. But if somebody brings you out of your shell and makes you feel wonderful and makes you laugh and brightens you up, well, the difference is going to be amazing. And you're going to get better pictures with that person that you're comfortable with. So keep that in mind when you are finding your vendors. Absolutely. That's a great point. And here, here's a visualization that I like to use with, with my clients in the past. Imagine you have a giant bucket and the bucket is full of water, right? And you're carrying this giant bucket. What I want you to do is take that bucket and now pour a little bit into other smaller buckets all on the table, right? So the analogy is this, the giant bucket, that's your total budget. That's how much money you and your partner have to spend on this wedding, right? No more, no less. And then you take that bucket and you pour it into smaller buckets. And those are all the different elements mm -hmm. of your wedding. The venue, the caterer, the AV and lighting, the DJ, the band, the dress, the flowers, the, I don't know, bridesmaids gifts, like transportation, the porta potties, like everything that is related to that party, that event, that wedding is a bucket. And so we coach our clients in really creating that 
bucket budget in the very first 30 days of uh, working with them. So you have this first conversation of your top five most important and top five definitely don't want this. And that's your roadmap. So you look at that and go, right, we've determined that food's really important, the band's really important, and you want the flowers and the dress to be important. And I want to invest in a wedding planner so that you're not stressing and freaking out the day of the wedding, right? So whatever their, their top five aligned vision is, then you go, right, those buckets are bigger. We're going to set aside a little bit more money for those areas because we have both determined that this is really, really, really important to us. And then that's where you start having that conversation with like, all right, we don't have enough to spend and, you know, put into all the other buckets, then you can come together and go, okay, well, we've determined cake is not important to us. So why don't we have a donut bar instead? Or we've determined that um, maybe we're not going to do a fish course for the food, but we're going to keep it simple and have taco trucks and something a bit more down to earth and playful. So we cut costs that way. So you start thinking about it in terms of buckets. It's so much easier to go, right, okay. So if I set aside this much and I estimate that catering is going to cost, I don't know, $10,000, let's say, and we're not going to spend a lot on um, the cake. So we're going to only put this much in there. Then you can have it on a spreadsheet and you can start tracking estimate versus actual when you start pulling those bids from your prof professional vendors. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Well, and it helps you make, um, you know, sensible and wise decisions. So when you start, you know, uh, if you say photography is not important to you guys or videography is not important, then when you start researching photographers for your big day, you go, oh, okay, well, we said photography isn't important. So maybe we're not going to buy the seven, $8,000 photographer. Maybe we're going to go for the $3,000 photographer or whatever the price is, you know? So it just, again, it gives you, um, something to begin with, a roadmap that you go, okay, great. So um, we've made the shared decision. We're not going to hem and haw over it later because we've already hit that, that, that roadblock and overcome it with a shared decision on, on how much we are or are not going to spend. So then when you go out to get your quotes for things um, and you call the, the first three photographers that seem to match your style and match your budget point, you get a quote from them, you can start going, okay, well, is my estimate correct? Do I need to adjust? Is it coming in a bit higher or a bit lower? And do I need to adjust the bucket budget accordingly to make it all work? And that's, that's bottom line secret insider secrets there, you guys. Like that's how a project manager who's experienced does it. They, they look at the roadmap, they pull the quotes, they pick the right one that's, that matches the personality type and what you're looking for, and most importantly, the budget, and you make decisions efficiently that way. The two main pillars in planning a wedding when you're hiring vendors, whether it's your planner, your photographer, your venue, whatever, is trust and respect. Can you trust that they're going to show up the day of your wedding and do a great job as what you've expected? And can you respect that they know what they're doing, they're professionals, and that you can let go and let them do their art, let them do what they do best? If you don't have trust and respect for your vendors, it's really, really hard for you to have a good time the day of the wedding. Trust me on that one. Oh yeah, no doubt about it. You have to be able to know that that person has your back. If you have picked the right professional and you've formed this relationship that we speak of, 
you know that person is going to have your back. They're going to know exactly what yeah. it is that you want to have happen at your wedding. And you are going to relax. You're not going to stress out about things as much. Totally. Yeah. So make sure that you have conversations, make those relationships. And when you call and you're fact finding about professionals, see who you kick it off with. See who makes you feel special, who makes you feel like this person totally understands what it is that I want. And my gut is going to tell me, always follow that 100%. Uh, Yeah. A hundred percent, a hundred percent agree. Like I can't agree any more than that. Um, And I also want to really encourage you guys out there, um, no matter what you think, if, if your aunt Edith is so good at baking cakes, please, please, please hire a professional. Um, Let aunt Edith have the day off and truly enjoy your wedding. Trust me here. Even if your family and friends can do elements of the wedding, I always recommend getting a professional. They're going to have insurance. They're going to know how to transport 300 cupcakes in 100 degree weather in New Jersey. They're going to know how to manage all the stress and the little things that pop up the day of your wedding. And end of the day, it's more important that you enjoy your day rather than ruining lifelong family and (laughs) friendships um, because somebody messed up the day of your wedding. 100% agree. And last thing I will say on that as well, always, always, always friends have everything in writing. Don't Mm -hmm. ever do a handshake deal with anybody. Oh yeah, I'll bring you a marquee tent and, and yeah, we'll, we'll do it. No, no, no. It's all in writing. You see their insurance, you understand the payment schedule. Everything's a hundred percent crystal clear and countersigned. That's huge. And it also gives you the opportunity to look it over and make sure that everything's in there and that that's your confirmation that they know that that's what you want. You want to keep those things in mind. I mean, if you don't tell them that you want the heaters outside on the piano, oh my gosh. patio at 10 o'clock, the heaters won't be there. Maybe you talked about it, but it's not yeah. on the paper. You can't expect them a year from now that they're going to remember that. So make sure that everything is written down every step of the way. This way you remember, they remember, and everybody is on the same what, page. What's the what's that saying? Uh, when you assume you make an ass out of you and me, <laughs> like don't assume anything. Even if you are doing a walkthrough at a venue and you see um, beautiful floral up in the, the ceremony hall, don't assume that that's going to be there nine months from now. So yeah, all everything down in writing. And again, remember this whole process, everything I'm talking about today is helping you overcome your fear and getting back back to money and budgets and all of that, you know, when you have all of these tools in your toolbox um, of planning your wedding and you're asking those top five questions and you're creating your bucket budget, it's helping you guys overcome your fear of the money side of planning this wedding, which really takes all the fun out of it. If you're paralyzed by fear, you need to speak up. You need to mention if there's something that's supposed to be on the contract that's not on the contract. So don't think that you're a bridezilla just because you're speaking up. I think it's completely okay to do that. I know some brides are actually fearful just because of how they'll come off. Uh, The all about me, this wedding is all about me. And some brides are just not like that. And the other thing too, is that you want to keep in mind that if you've picked great professionals, you really don't have to worry so much. They know what they need to do to get the job done. They're professionals. They've done it many, many times. And this is your moment to leave it in their hands. So don't stress about that so much. Yeah. 
Well, and, and if you approach it friendly, like, you know, I mean, it, you have to be friendly in, in your communication style. And I think that that a professional vendor, wedding planner, certainly who knows their stuff is going to appreciate you're asking all these questions beforehand because you're educating yourself about what to expect the day of. And in that is truly helping you strengthen those two pillars, that trust, and respect. They've got it covered. You know, the very best weddings that we've ever produced in our life were weddings where the client came to us and said, that was so amazing. Like I wanted that to last forever. And I didn't have to lift a finger. You guys were like everywhere all the time. You know, somebody is getting a, a, a fresh glass of water for my grandma and somebody is escorting my mom up and down the stairs. Like you were there and always making sure I was eating, you know, so, cause I get in a frenzy and I'm not eating the food that I've spent thousands and thousands of dollars on. Like that's the sign of true success is that you don't have to lift a finger at the day of the wedding. Yeah, that's exactly. Important. You enjoyed yourself. You had a good time. You didn't stress. And remember, it goes by so fast. Totally. Yeah. So it's like before you know it, the five-hour party is gone in the blink of an eye. So make sure you take a moment to pause and take it in. Oh my gosh. And you know, just so you know, I live in the UK now. Um, and it's funny though, the weddings, the Brit British culture for weddings is very, very different over here. They actually do it completely different where they will start a wedding, no joke, at about 10 a.m. in the morning wow. and go all the way to like 11, 12 o'clock at night, wow. full open bar, the whole nine yards. It's crazy bananas, <laughs> right? They just pack it all in. Um, so, but again, think about no matter how long your wedding day is, think about your attendees experience. Mm. So are they going to get dehydrated? Are they going to get bored? Are they going to get tired? Do they need to sit down? Is there need to be a quiet zone versus a play zone, you know, and a loud music zone? So we think about all these factors into creating this one of a kind experience that's aligned with your vision, but also is fun for your guests as well. You've got to take those things into account when you are budgeting. And if it doesn't match up, if you're like, oh my God, I want this outdoor festival vibe and I want to have this, this, and this, and this, and this. And you're like, okay, well, what's our budget? $10,000. Uh, okay. <laughs> that's where you start to go. Where can we shape? Mm -hmm. Instead of having 400 of our friends, maybe this is a 40-person wedding in a field um, with a barn, and we have that outdoor festival feel, but we have it in a much smaller, um, intimate setting. You know, so this is where you start to get creative and clever, thinking, well, how do we make this vision align with the actual amount of money we've got in our back pockets and are willing to spend here? One of the things that I mentioned earlier, I really want to circle back and make sure I I'm, uh, highlight. If you are a couple who your parents, either set, are playing a part in financially paying for the wedding, this changes the dynamic ever so slightly when we're talking about bucket budgets and stuff. Um, so I want to share just a couple of tips on how to broach that conversation with them. So, so you've had your now what conversation with each other, right? You're on the picnic uh, table or, or picnic blanket. You've, you've figured out your top fives, yeses and nos, right? You've figured out, okay, what's our total number? What feels right to us? Doesn't give us heart palpitations. Um, and then at that point, 
and a separate meeting somewhere else, again, neutral grounds, not somebody's house that is their house or your house, you know, just somewhere that's neutral, like a cafe or something. You have that conversation with them and say, okay, you know what? We've come together and we've started talking about kind of what this wedding could look like. And we are so grateful that you are helping us financially to bring this vision alive. At that point, you, the couple, ask your parents, what do you see as a vision for the, the big day? And I will be willing to bet, depending on your parents' personalities, eight out of 10 are going to say, oh, we just want whatever you want, mm -hmm. right? And then the two out of 10 will say, well, you know, once they, <laughs> you give them permission to actually vocalize, yeah. they'll say, wow, it'd be so great if I could invite my favorite girlfriends from work, or it'd be so great if we could invite everybody from church, or it'd be so great if we could do this. Remember, parents got married, um, this generation probably got married uh, in the 60s and 70s, I dare say maybe even the early 80s. Um, and that was a very different culture and mentality to planning weddings than it is now. My mom uh, and dad got married in 63 and they had a church wedding and a reception in the church hall where they had ice cream and cake and some coffee. Like that was it. There was no dancing. There was no DJ. There was no lighting and aerialists mm -hmm. and what have you. I mean, so <laughs> they're coming at it from a very different generation and a very different set of True. binoculars, if you will. Mm -hmm. So they may have a bit of sticker shock at first when you start talking about what your vision is and the number and all of that, like, oh, we didn't know it was going to be this much. <laughs> or you might be really surprised. Um, they may come at it with, gosh, I didn't have, you know, a band or a DJ, or I didn't get to have this full sit down dinner yeah. when I got married. And so they want to project those desires onto your wedding. Mm -hmm. But you, my friends, are going to be so much more equipped and holding your hand, holding the hand of your fiance, because you're all on the same vision coming to this conversation together. You're equipped to have it. Right. And so then that's where you're coming to the table and saying, okay, well, we've already created like this spreadsheet because we started to like map it out. What do you guys think about this? And that, that's the secret friends asking the question, what do you think about this? Helps them get ownership and buy-in into it, right? You're mm -hmm. selling the vision and then they will be so much more um, happier to m help you financially in making it come true. It always comes down to that fundamental everybody wants to matter. So having the conversation totally. with your parents and seeing what it is that they want is going to make them feel great. It's going to be a very good start to the wedding plans. Everybody's going to feel heard. Yeah. And you know, just one more plug to the professional wedding planners out there. When you have another person in the room on this conversation, they can sort of act like Switzerland. <laughs> if you get a good one that, you know, this is tricky stuff, you guys, like these are conversations that most times families and parents and children don't have conversations about money, um, in these ways. So when you have a pro, a pro an advocate in the room, that is an advocate for you mm -hmm. and also an advocate for your parents, you you know, they can be that, um, that anchor that helps, uh, reduce the fear and again, bring the fun back. Keep it simple. The, yeah. the conversation would be so much harder unless you've already got great, um, uh, connection with your parents and have had hard conversations in the past with them on, on different topics. It's just, it's a bit harder. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
And it's most likely the very first time you've done something as a grown-up. Oh, totally. You're a woman. You know, this is the first big plans that you've made, and there's a lot of people to talk with, and there's a lot of navigating to do. And you might, you might actually, you know, having these conversations with your partner, you might go, wait a second, this is, none of this is important to me. I just want to be with you. Why don't we use the money to put a down payment on a house and elope to, you know, wherever? Like, then that's absolutely fine. There is no right or wrong answer in how, what your wedding looks like, you know? So yeah, this is really where it's the most important is, is having that conversation, understanding some core values between you and your partner and you know, making a, a decision that feels right for both of you. Yeah, absolutely. So Mary, tell me, I'm sure you must have so many stories from different experiences you've had over the years. Share something with us. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we have had a, such a great ride in, you know, and I, I sometimes do miss being a wedding planner. Even just having this conversation today brings back so many memories and, and amazingness. I, we've had some incredible clients over the years. And I'll tell you one story of a client that are near and dear to my heart. Um, their names are Nancy and Justin. And I was their full service wedding planner. And, um, you know, here's the thing. Nancy Nancy is a yoga instructor. She owns a yoga studio in Houston, Texas. And I have to say, you guys, this is the time to take up yoga <laughs> and meditation. Yeah, when no you're doubt. planning a wedding, it is stressful. It it's is. like having a full-time job. Mm. And I think it really served her well to have her yoga practice and meditation practice in place because there are just moments where it does get a little bit stressful and a little bit hairy and you can get overwhelmed by all the details and stuff. But I just love them so much because they implicitly trusted me and they implicitly respected the expertise I was bringing to the table um, and my team as well. So every single planning meeting, every single conference call, every single tasting, every single appointment that we went together, I was always so excited to see them. And they were always so excited to see me. Like we were hugging from the first go around. And I was like, this, this is going to be good. You know, and what I love about that is that they, they approached it. They, they did the work, right? They had the tough conversations early on about budget and numbers and vision and desires and all of that stuff. And they stuck to it. And then that's where the fun comes back. And they're like, heck yeah, I want to have uh, a 1950s ice cream truck show up at 10 o'clock at night and with, you know, and secret uh, ice creams for everybody who's sweating on the dance floor. Yes, I want to have this little detail or that little detail. They got married in this amazing um, venue um, in Austin, Texas, that is an old movie set that looks like an old town, like um, all American, like old village town. So mm. it's just... I mean, every little bit of their wedding is such a great detail. And, you know, for them, it was most important about bringing family and friends together. Um, and there was a, a secret moment where the, the groom had planned like this, like musical medley for his bride and like had the whole family involved and there was dancing and like just choreography the whole nine yards. And like, you get to that fun, that level of fun when you have the tough conversations at the beginning. You get on the same page and then you bring the fun back in the details. Now she was crazy in that she had this vision that all of the invitations were handwritten. What? So I'm thinking like it was about 275 <laughs> oh people. They were handwritten with wow. an old, like one key at a time, like old fashioned typewriter, right? Wow, beautiful. And you were like, 
like all custom made with like these lace and doilies and all of this. It was crazy bananas. But that was her thing. Like she was like, this is really important to me. And I'm like, awesome, Nancy, I'm going to support you through all of this. And I'm going to make sure that you've got the resources and the people and everything to do it. And one of the biggest tips that I gave them, and they were so good, they listened to me, as I, I had them, Girl Scout Honor promise me, no new ideas in the last two weeks of the wedding which meant she couldn't say three days before the wedding, oh my gosh, I want to make a thousand origami cranes and hang them over the ceremony site. Oh my gosh, wouldn't it be so much fun if we did blah, 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 blah. She's such a super creative girl. Like she would have totally done that. And I said, mm -hmm. you guys, promise me, no new ideas two weeks before the wedding. And I encourage all of you guys that are listening to do the same. Mm. Trust me on this. Even if you think origami cranes will make the day the most ultimate day in the universe, you know what's more ultimate and amazing is getting a good night's rest those, oh, yeah. those few days before your wedding so you don't have puffy eyes and your friends don't hate you because you've made them into child slave labor. <laughs> like you're, you're actually enjoying the moment and you're present and you're being and all of that. That is huge. Yes, it really is huge. Take a moment to look around, pause, and take it all in. Uh, Mary, tell us about what you're up to. Yes. So our company, um, again, we, we started in 2003. Here we are nearly 15 years later, which is crazy to me. Um, we've actually pivoted over into um, launching the podcast. So the Simplifiers podcast, you can listen to it on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, basically anywhere. You could even tell Alexa, hey, I want to listen to the Simplifiers podcast and it will pop up. And basically what we get to do is I... I love this so much. I get to talk to super smart people just like yourself all over the world who can take one topic either in business or in life and simplify it. Like that's it. So how to be a vegan, simplified. Um, you know, how to meditate, simplified. How to understand a cash flow forecast, simplified. Um, and so in that, I get to have great conversations and learn about stuff. Um, but the bottom line is the next time you're at a, at a dinner party and somebody is talking about Bitcoin, let's say, and you're just sort of smiling and nodding, don't actually know what they're talking about. Like that's the kind of topics that we want to cover on the podcast. So it has been such a riot. I've learned so much oh, and we're now really attracting some amazing guests uh, on the podcast. So you'll definitely want to tune in. Absolutely. And it is all about making things simple. Take the overwhelm out of your wedding plans. That's what it's all about. Totally. And definitely check out Mary's podcast. It really is terrific. All the different subjects, you'll learn things that you probably scratched your head about and didn't quite know what things were about. And you will learn on uh, Mary's podcast. So check that out. And everyone, thank you so much for tuning in today. And Mary, thank you so much for being here and shedding so much light for us today on so many things from having that starting conversation with each other. What it should be like, what you should talk about, and what you should expect from it, and where you can grow from there, and having the communication with all of your professionals so that things go smooth, making sure things are written down. All of that will take the overwhelm and the stress away so that you can have a very stress-free experience. It can happen, and it will happen for you. Just make some careful plans, and if you have any questions, of course, let us know how you, we can help you, and we absolutely will. 
Mary, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate it a lot. Tell everyone how they can reach you. No, absolutely. Yeah, you can uh, find us online at thesimplifiers.com or thesimplifierspodcast.com to listen, to tune in. Um, yeah, more than happy for you to reach out and we can point you to the right direction. But in the end, my friends, keep things simple. Absolutely. Keep it simple, my friends, and have an amazing week. See you next time. Thanks again. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you have any questions, you could message me, April Kelly, at makeyourweddingamazing.com. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, too. Share it and subscribe and leave a review. That would be amazing. Have a great day, everyone. See you next time. This episode brought to you by J-Rod Productions, a one-stop shop recording and production studio founded by John Johnny Rod Corsiari, creating high-quality, radio-ready pop rock songs from songwriting to tracking, production, through mixing and mastering. Check it out at jrodproductionsmusic.com, 914-329-5206. 914-329-5206. JRodProductionsMusic.com This episode brought to you by the Clean Team, specializing in new move-ins, newlywed specials, getting your home ready for guests, and cleaning up after your event. Five-star rated company in Ocean County, New Jersey. 732-267-7334. The Clean Team. 732-267-7334.